Hey there, and welcome to the Just Keep Blogging podcast. I'm Kim Anderson from KimAndersonConsulting.com, and I'm here to give you a regular dose of blogging adrenaline. talk about using um, information as a way to get rid of some of the frustration that you may feel as a content creator sometimes. Um, It's just such a long game, often being a content creator and building an online business that way. And I think that a lot of people get easily frustrated. There's dips, there's ups, there's downs. Um, And one thing that I have found over the years that has really helped me tame those like ups and downs, emotional seasons that I go through is that I realized how important understanding information, um, analytics numbers is. And I don't want you to get freaked out and be like, Oh, I'm not a numbers person. I'm not either. I don't really like math. I hate math. Actually, don't tell my husband I said that. Um, (laughs) it was not my strong suit in school. It's still not like my jam. Even as an online content creator, I like to create, I like to make, I like to put things out there. Um, I like the creative side. I'm not really the numbers person, but when I started looking at the numbers, it made me realize like, oh, I'm making forward progress or, oh, this should be tweaked Um, or, oh, I'm not actually doing as bad as I think that I'm doing because I can't tell you how many people who will say like, oh, this was a terrible week or like my email opt-ins are crappy or like whatever, like my conversion rates are terrible. But there's a lot of things that I find as I dig a little bit deeper with people on these things. And so I thought it would make a really great episode of Just Keep Blogging because I think that a lot of people are doing the same things unintentionally just because they don't know or don't realize or are not informed. So I really, bottom line, think that most of our frustration comes from lack of information. I'm not doing that because it rhymes just as convenient. (laughs) So... The first thing that you can do to begin to push back some of the frustration that you may feel is to get your comparison information in line with stuff that makes sense. Okay, so first of all, like if you're looking at traffic or you're looking at, um, you know, views, downloads, whatever it may be, one of the key things you want to do is not compare this month necessarily to last month or you know, this month, two months ago, but to be able to compare this month to this month last year. So if it's February, you know, of 2018, you want to be able to compare it to February of 2017. If it's, you know, March of 2019, you want to compare it to March of 2018. Um, because those are um, important because of seasonal things, because of user things, like there's so many variables. And so the most accurate comparison for yourself to see if you're moving forward or if you're making progress, to like just have information that gives you things to help you make informed decisions, because sometimes you're going to get to a point where you don't grow that much anymore. Like you're just on autopilot and things stay pretty consistent. Um, but being able to compare those things, uh, can help you make a decision about whether you're growing whether, you know, you've kind of hit a plateau, like all these things matter. So comparing this month, the last month, last year, um, gives you information that's like seasonally appropriate. Um, you can see if there's been any spikes. So like, let's just say this year, uh, this, you know, March of this year was better than March of last year. Well, congratulations, you've grown. But let's say that March of this year was not better than March of last year. Go back 
to analytics that you have available and see what might have caused that difference. Was it, you know, this one particular post just really took off on Pinterest because some big Pinterest person shared it or some huge Facebook person shared it or it got shared on some website or something like that. Like looking at that data, which is what makes Google Analytics and things like that just amazing, is because you can actually kind of see what the changes were. So for instance, let's say you have one post that does really well um, in March <clears throat> and this month you see that like, let's say your top post um, for March of this year had like 35,000, I mean 3,500 views. Let's say that's the number. Okay. So you go back to last year at the same month and you realize that that post also had, you know, maybe 3,400 or 3,300 views. And then from last year, there was this post that sort of unexpectedly took the number one spot that month. And it had like, you know, 5,000 views, but that's not the case this month. Well, it could be, you know, something that you want to go check on and just make sure that the post is actually like, you know, still live or loaded or working or functioning. But it also could just be a fluke thing where last year that particular post got shared in some way and it really took off. And that's why you've got to go a little bit deeper than the surface number. So even if you compare, you know, this month to last month, if you see that, um, not last month, but that, that month last year, and you see that the numbers are a little bit off in a way that you weren't expecting it, um, go back and really just see like what changed. And if it was better this month, look and see what changed. Was it that you had new content that took off this year? And so something else took that number one spot and drove that traffic. These are all things to know because they help you make informed decisions. They help you kind of understand what's going on with your blog, with the life of your blog, all those things. And that's very, very important. So again, don't necessarily compare this month to last month go back to last year. And if you're like, well, I don't have data for last year, then that's okay. As long as you feel like you're consistently making forward progress. Um, remember that there are ebbs and flows to what we do. I call them riding the waves. So where this month could be like, like worse than last month, it doesn't matter. Hold on. Because if you're riding the waves and you're continuing to put out content, you're continuing to do what you know you're supposed to do in implementation, you know, it's going to pick back up. And that's just kind of the nature of the business that we do. It comes in waves. So sometimes there's things that you can't control that happen. And we'll get to that a little bit later. For right now, I want to talk about also um, when you're looking at analytics, you know, just note that there are seasonal shifts. Um, there's spikes from things you can't necessarily control. And the analytics are really good indicators of like what's going on. And if you're using something like Google Analytics, you can go down some pretty deep rabbit holes to see kind of what's happening with various things. So that's what makes it a very powerful tool. So if you haven't gotten your hands dirty in something like Google Analytics, you totally should because it's going to be a huge help to you. Three, I want you guys to consider calculating conversions, like an understanding what those numbers mean, right? Because I have so many people that are like, well, my emails, my email options are just not working. And I'll say, okay, so tell me why they're like, what, what data do you have that backs up that statement that you're making? And oftentimes they'll be like, I don't know. It just, I've only gotten two signups. And then I'll say, well, how many people have seen the opt-in form? You know, and then they start moving around and shuffling around and start digging into like their email service provider, things like that. But it's like, they just look at the surface information and they never dig any deeper to see what's really going on. And if you're going to start digging deeper, you also should kind of have an understanding of what's normal for your industry. So in, you know, when you do a little bit of research about online business and stuff, there's, 
there's generally like numbers that they throw out that are kind of like considered industry standard. And I just use those because it's easier than, you know, like stressing about it or digging around about it. Like it's just a good general number. So for me personally, when I'm looking at email opt-ins, I'm hoping to have one to one and a half percent of the people who come to my website opt into my email list. So if I look at those forms within ConvertKit or MailerLite or AWeber or whatever you're using to collect emails um, for your business, if those forms are indicating that you're getting one, you know, more than 1% of the people that are coming to your website or signing up your email list, that's pretty normal. That's not a bad number. If it's a half a percent, you may want to tweak things. And we're going to talk about that too. Um, but when it comes to sales pages and things, like for me, I'm looking that, you know, when I look at what, the internet tells me is industry standard, like conversions on a sales page is like 2.35% and anything above that, you know, just gets better and better and better. And so when I look at conversions on a sales page to know whether the sales page is effectively working or not, if I, if I can say, okay, um, you know, 10 people bought this workbook and a hundred people have seen this page. Okay. 10 divided by a hundred is 10%. And that's really, really good for conversions. And so then I can be happy about it. But for me just to be like, oh, I've only had 10 people buy this. Well, what, what does that mean? <laughs> like, how do you calculate that? And that's why understanding how many people have seen the page, how many people have seen your opt-in, how many people have visited your website, like that all matters. Because I'll, I really, I have people all the time here like, well, I've only had two signups this week. And I'll say, okay, well, how many people have seen your opt-in form? And maybe they'll say, um, you know, I've had, I've had 80 people sign up and then I'm like, oh, that's really, really good because two out of 80 and then you do the percentage on that, right? Like that's actually good. And sometimes people will be like, well, I haven't had anybody sign up. And then I'll say, have you had a hundred people see your, see your, um, your opt-in yet? And if they say no, then I'm like, well, you don't have enough traffic to really get any data from that. Like you really, you know, once you get to, a hundred people and you've had no signups, then yeah, you, you definitely need to refigure something because we're looking for a one to one and a half percent. Um, and you know, just being able to do those, those numbers based on like number of signups versus the number of people that have seen it. And that has been really life changing for me in my approach to my business, because now I don't get stressed about stuff like I used to. I don't worry about these things when I understand the numbers and what they mean. And so I would encourage you guys, like, as you are evaluating how something's doing, understanding what's expected, what's normal when it comes to conversions um, and calculating those things can really take huge weights off your shoulders and make you realize, hey, I'm actually doing better than I think that I am. And so I want to encourage you guys to really understand that aspect of your business and be willing to um, do just a little bit of math, just number of purchases, uh, number of signups, number of whatever action you want people to take divided by the total number of people that have seen that. And it can be potentially um, frustration, like and kill the frustration in your life if you're willing to just do those small things to see how things are really going. And for the most part, if you're using something like ConvertKit or one of those, they're actually calculating the conversions. If you're using lead pages, like there's a place that shows you usually your conversion rate percentage. And so you can actually do it at a glance without even doing the math, like they're doing the math for you. Um, but those are all things to check. And I really encourage people to focus on numbers that matter. You know, sometimes there's vanity metrics out there. Um, there are things that don't actually like really move the ball forward. I know uh, one vanity metric we often talk about is 
Pinterest pin views. So it doesn't really matter how many people see your pin. The number that really matters is the number of people that are clicking through to your website. Because with Pinterest, I'm more interested in the traffic that's generated from putting my content out there. Um, and that's why you won't see me do a lot of infographics on Pinterest or things that don't cause people to click through because for me, I'm not really worried necessarily about brain awareness. I mean, I am, but ultimately my goal is to get those people from Pinterest to my website and hopefully on my email list. So it really just depends on what your goals are and what you're pursuing. But I think it's important to focus on the numbers that matter the most and, you know, ignore the vanity metrics, things like that. Just go after the numbers. And I also think that oftentimes people feel like they have to have these humongous platforms to be successful. And if we're learning anything from, you know, marketing uh, people that are in the industry now that are leading, you know, thought leaders and stuff, really small engaged audiences are amazing and can be profitable and can create full-time incomes for you and your business. Um, it doesn't mean that you have to have millions of people to be able to make a full-time income online or to make the income that you want to make for yourself. It really is just about finding your lane, finding your niche, and finding the right group of people who self-identify with what you have going on and that there's a profit motive. Like there's something that you can do to make money um, whether it be ebooks or like whatever solutions you're providing for that audience. So focus on those numbers that matter. Like are people engaging, you know, is it crickets? Because if you have a million likes, but nobody ever comments on your page, what value is that? You know, so just really give yourself a lot of encouragement that it's not always the biggest numbers that matter at all. It's the engagement, um, you know, it's the people clicking, it's the people taking the actions that really matter at the end of the day, the actions that you need or want them to take. I want to encourage you to control variables that you can control. I think a lot of us lose sleep over stuff that we cannot control in what we do. Um, you know, you can't control whether somebody shares your content on Facebook. All you can control is making sure that it's easy to share your content on Facebook, that you're sharing your own content on Facebook, that your website has buttons that allow people to share to Facebook if they want to. Those are the things you can control, but you can't control who shares what. You can't, you know, force Pinterest people to share your stuff or put it on their, you know, group board or whatever it may be. Um, focus on the things that you can do. Make it easy to pin it. Make it easy to share it. Make it easy to show it. Just make things easier and you'll see a much better return when you work on putting your energy into the things that you can control and the things that you can help move the ball forward. You know, if your traffic is your focus, you have more control over SEO than you do over social shares. So you being able to work on SEO and put a focus on SEO, you pinning consistently, things like that, you know, creating um, keyword rich descriptions for pins. Those are things you can control that help get your stuff in front of other people to get stuff in front of people's eyeballs. But it's those actions that you take that give you control over the situation versus how the outcome comes from doing those things. Like you can't control how many people are going to share it or anything like that. So give yourself some grace in that area and sort of try to let go of that. So like if you're feeling stressed out, about something, look at that situation and say, can I control this? And if you can't, then you can't worry about it. You just have to take the steps that you can take 
to solve the problem or make it easier for people. Seven, I want you to consider tracking the changes that you make for yourself. So when we talked about earlier calculating conversions or whatever, if you begin to make tweaks or changes to the content that you're creating or the website that you're creating, make sure that you start like a spreadsheet, for example, and you just say, you know, like here's today's date and this is what I did. You know, I, I went through these five posts and made them, um, you know, um, I went through these five posts and kind of edited them or I added an image or added two more pins to this, like whatever you do that you made changes, you know, make notes about those changes that you made so that you can see if something else changes. So like, let's say you're working on SEO and you do five or six things that you hope will improve your SEO. And then, you know, you are using something like um, SimRush or Arifs or KW Finder and you go in and you know what your domain authority is. And then like maybe three or four weeks later, you see your domain authority improve or you begin to see improved traffic. Um, you know, then you can go back and see the things that you change. This is also important, like as you're tweaking and testing. And that is a point that I want to make today is that you should be confident and, and be assertive about tweaking and testing things. So if you find that your opt-in is not converting at an industry standard and you want to improve that, then put in your spreadsheet today, I, you know, I changed the copy on the opt-in form. And then you test it and you let it run for like a week and you see if anything changes. If you start to get more email subscribers, then you know, hey, that tweak worked, yay. And you can make notes about that. Um, but it at least kind of helps you track things like that and in conjunction with this idea of, you know, tracking what you're doing, tweaking, testing, I think that you should also consider changing only one, maybe two variables at a time. So if something isn't working for you and you want to see a change, like blowing it all away and starting completely over may not need to be what happens. Maybe you just need to change the sentence um, to make it more compelling that, you know, like maybe it's an opt-in and maybe the sentence that you've said is like, subscribe to my free weekly newsletter, right? And you're not getting any signups, but then you change it to, hey, subscribe and get this free, awesome, printable planner for cleaning up after your kids. I mean, it shouldn't be that long, but just as an example. You get more specific with the copy or you get more compelling with the copy, and then suddenly you start to see more people signing up for that. Then you know that that tweak worked, and you didn't have to change 47 things or start completely over. You just changed one thing. And that one thing made all the difference. So, you know, I just want to encourage you guys, like when you decide to change things, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to start from scratch, start over, blow it away, annihilate it. It may just be small tweaks that you let, um, that you change and then you test and then you wait on to see if anything happens. So in this particular episode, I just want to recap because I've talked about a lot. Um, I want to encourage you guys to use information to stop frustration because I believe frustration usually comes from a lack of information, a lack of understanding, a lack of analytics. Remember to compare this month to last year, this time. So last year, March to this year, March. Be sure that you look at those analytics, look for anything that might have been a fluke thing that you couldn't control because some big blogger or in, you know Instagrammer or somebody shared something and it just took off. Look to see what's seasonal and be okay with that. Ride those waves. 
Calculate your conversions and understand what's normal for your industry. Like what are those percentages? What is, you know, what is normal for what you do? Focus on the numbers that matter, like ignore vanity metrics, focus on numbers that matter, that make a difference um, in, in your niche, in your um, industry, whatever you're doing online. Control the variables that you can control and let the rest go. Consider tracking your changes, consider only changing a few things at a time, and be comfortable tweaking and testing because honestly, if you're going to be an online content creator, a lot of what you do is tweaking and testing. And that is frustrating as I'll get out, I know, to hear for a lot of people. But if you can just kind of lean into that and find it almost like a game, it can be pretty fun. It can make a huge difference in your business. And all these things combined, you know, providing yourself with information to push away frustration is going to help you just keep blogging. <laughs>